Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey i'm brett podolsky co-founder of the farmer's dog we make fresh food for dogs we started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog jada when she stopped eating ultra processed kibble and started eating fresh whole food the farmer's dog food isn't fancy it's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs it's better for them and easier for you get 50 percent off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast that's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast Elliot Wolf, I am told, is expected to have control of the 53-man roster. He is expected to have final say. Now, he obviously is not going to be the only one making these key decisions this offseason for the New England Patriots, not the only one going to be deciding whether or not the Patriots take their quarterback of the future at number three. Alonzo Highsmith, who had been the Miami 
University of Miami, the U, GM over the last couple of years. He now is set to join the New England Patriots personnel department. He is an, a senior uh, personnel executive. Uh, he joins with Matt Groh, who's going to work in college. He's already there. Pat Stewart, going to do college and pro. These are the guys who are going to go a long way to deciding what New England does in personnel this offseason. From the NFL Network and NFL Media this week in Las Vegas, where a lot of khaki-wearing, button-down, sweaty, coffee-breath man dudes were hanging out, talking to former players who were shilling their products, trying to remember the good old days. Radio Row. I was rap sheet talking about the state of affairs inside the executive offices now, the front office of your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, and how, while it has not been made official as of yet, Andy... As we come to you today with the Fitzy and Hart program, 12 to 3 here on WEEI, the Six Rings, guys. As always, if you're not a subscriber yet to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, what are you waiting for? Follow us on the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Pods, or wherever awesome football talk can be found. Elliot Wolf, as yet named by the team, the official general manager. He may not carry that title anytime soon, or perhaps an announcement could be on the way. We shall see. But it is nice to see, or at least to get some clarity as to who's going to be the man in charge, who's going to have the closest thing to a final say outside of Gerard Mayo or Robert or Jonathan Kraft. And then the rest of the front office seemed to take shape. Andy was almost like, what day was it? I believe it was Wednesday all of this shook out. Back when the New England Patriots made all of the moves they did in the uncharacteristically aggressive offseason, you remember that 24-hour period where Free agency opens, and next thing you know, 15 minutes in, Jonu Smith, you're a New England Patriot. You just got a four-year deal for $50 million. Oh, my God, you're kidding. And then more deals just kept cascading through. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, Kendrick Bourne, who's this guy? Wait, we just signed Nelson Aguilar? What? Devon God showed. And it just kept, like, there was a buzz. There was a high. There was a real excitement to it. And then the next morning, Hunter Henry, it just keeps coming. Oh, my God, the Pats are back. Well, we haven't really had... Save for that seven-game win streak against a bunch of teams that were all primed and ready to get beat when we were all deluded into thinking, at least temporarily, the Patriots were back in 2021. We haven't had a lot of days where big news is shaken through and you've gotten that sort of high. And I won't say Wednesday was the day where you really like oh, got super excited, but I don't know. I found myself pretty pretty compelled by hearing Wolf is going to be the de facto GM. Alonzo Highsmith, former NFL player, star at the U, man who's worked at a number of front offices, He'll be joining Elliot Wolf as a senior personnel executive. Matt Groh now sort of reverts back to director of pro player personnel slash college scouting. Then you bring in, now we got a uh, quarterbacks coach. I'm not sure if that's been made official yet. T.C. McCartney, who worked on quarterbacks and tight ends last year with the Cleveland Browns, has previously worked at LSU as well during the Joe Burrow run. You get an, you get an offensive line coach. They do not land Andy Dickerson from Seattle. In fact, you get the assistant offensive line coach from the Cleveland Browns as we continue to pivot towards. Uh, all we have to do is get a Schottenheimer in here and we'll completely be the Cleveland Browns, Andy. We get Scott Peters, who completely looks the part of an offensive line coach, if I've ever seen one. Uh, rave reviews for him as well, which is good to see. And let's see, we have Alex Van Pelt from last week. 
Uh, oh, and then the Ben Mac, the curious case of Ben McAdoo. And he's what exactly do we do we know exactly what his is it just a offensive analyst offensive assistant I think just offensive assistant okay uh, one of those nebulous titles that we're not really sure about he's just sort of there in an advisorial capacity you know I'm starting to think I'm a contrarian okay I'm, no I'm like, you, you? <laughs> hold on a second I disagree because it's just so funny that like. I kind of like the Ben McAdoo hire more than I like some of the other hires, and it seems like everybody else is the opposite. They're all like hot and giddy because Alex Van Pelt's a nice guy. I mean, Ben McAdoo is a semi-accomplished play caller and coach mm-hmm. in this league. He bombed out as a head coach pretty quickly. Actually, he was sort of Josh McDaniels-like. He had a good first year, and then the wheels fell off the train, and he was out before making it to the end of the second Very year. Very good. I thought the same thing. Quality and, comp. That's exactly where it went. And you know I like Josh McDaniels. People I get do. on him for his failures as a head coach. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that fixation. Uh, you're right. I don't want him to be my head coach. He's been proven that he's not a good head coach. Twice. He's also proven he can coach offense and um, coach up quarterbacks and, and score points and run plays and do all that. And I think Ben McAdoo, even though he was out of football, and I'm not saying his resume is perfect, he has he has accomplished some things in the National Football League. So... And then Elliot Wolf. I mean, it's become quite clear this is Elliot Wolf's team. He and Mayo are the tag team champions in mm-hmm. New England. Like they are tag teaming the hell out of this collaboration, whatever you want to call it. All the hires that have roots in either Green Bay or Cleveland, and I think there is reason to be hopeful for Elliot Wolf because he's a young, up and coming executive who. Like it or not, nepotism works in the NFL, and he's got great GM nepotism genes uh, from Ron Wolf. Like, and he's been in multiple organizations, so I think there is some reason for hopefulness. Now, if you wanted a dramatic change, you're not getting that because really, it feels like the change is mm-hmm. to be here before you had to be a fob friend of Bill Belichick. Uh-huh. Now you need to be a foul foul. <laughs> I don't even know. No, you need to be a, a pal. Pal of Wolf. Yeah, pal of Wolf. Like, that's... Pow. So, okay, that is a change. It might not be the change some people wanted to uh, dip into the, the pipeline of McVeigh and Shanahan. It's a little different, but there's definitely change going on. But the, the key figure, it feels like, is Elliot Wolf. Like, he has become the central figure of this rebooted... Uh, franchise, You know, like mm-hmm. they changed the main character and, you know, we're going to have a different Batman this time and let's see how this works out. Well, Elliot Wolf is the new Batman and we're going to figure out if he's going to land on his feet or if all these hires, these what are it, pals, these uh, pals of Wolf that they're hiring, uh, do they fall in their faces? Alex Van Pelt? Sure, it's great. He's a nice guy. Um, can he run an offense? Because he hasn't really been asked to run an offense very often and not for like 15 years. And so is he ready for the job he's in? I don't know. So uh, there's a lot of I see a lot of support for a lot of these moves. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, yeah, I love the hire. Love the high. I feel like I'm the only one that criticized the actually, Van Pelt hire. Actually, I, I, Andy, pardon me for uh, jumping and hokey poking here, but uh, I actually have seen a lot of pushback or I've heard rather from where a lot of harumph harumphing you know, on, on these airwaves, uh, other places that may have frequency modulated broadcasts as well. Oh, these are just lazy hires. Oh, they went cheap. Oh, these are just people that they're grabbing to be comfortable because they don't want to be too daring because they don't want things to be too different from the way that they've been. OK, maybe. OK, fine. Sort of. OK. I like all of it. 
One. Here, oh, oh, no kidding, Fitzy. You, the Foxborough fanboy, you like all of them? Get out of here. No, I like, I like the majority of this because we are bringing in experience. We are bringing in people with a different point of view that have done things differently than it's been done around here. I understand that for the majority of the time that Bill Belichick assembled the fobs, if you will, that there was pretty much just winning, and I love that. Oh, it was great. No one had it better, Andy, with all respect to the Harbaugh's. But you need to go about doing things differently now because the roster is a mess. The recent history, nothing to be proud of or write home about or send an email or text. Things needed to change. And so now you bring in somebody like Alex Van Pelt, who may not be the most dynamic, progressive, innovative offensive coordinator. No, he is not Shanahan or McVay adjacent. However, he did play quarterback in the league, and he's been around a lot of other bright offensive minds, coordinators, and coaches like Kevin Stefanski. You bring in Scott Peters, young, ascending offensive line coach, tough guy as well. T.C. McCartney, this was the one I think, and Andrew Callahan will tell us the same when he joins us in about 15 minutes here. That's the hire he's most pumped and jazzed about as well. And and you know what? Elliot Wolf. this is somebody. Okay, one of the things everyone always points to about Bill Belichick, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, and I, I know you always look forward to doing that. I'm ready. You live for it, guy. Um, Get the truth is never mean. It isn't. Yep. It isn't. You people. I, I still have. I just haven't had the time to have my friends that run a t-shirt shop have those made. But I know they'll probably sell extremely well. Uh, I get it. The truth is never mean. And me, people, exactly. Um, but the thing about Elliot Wolf that people loved about one of the things they loved about Bill Belichick, he's been in football his whole life. If he sucked at this, if he was dispassionate about it, if he didn't know what he was doing, he wouldn't just get a job because he's the late Ron Wolf's son or because he was near the Packers and the Browns for so long and then ultimately with the Patriots. Yes, they could have gone outside the organization if they really wanted to shake the pillars of Patriots as we know it, but they chose to go with familiar, comfortable, and experienced. Elliot Wolf might actually be really good at what he does instead of rushing to judgment because we want to cast allegations and accusations at Robert Kraft because people are mad about this and that and they're still bummed out about Belichick. Give these people a chance to prove that they may do something different than you're used to, but and it might also be familiar, but they're going to do it pretty darn well. Well, also the, professionals. Track, the track record of all these hires is not as bad as what Bill Belichick has brought in. Uh, and also, Joe, may I point out, as everyone rushes to say, like, yeah, Cleveland, the gold standard of what we really want to be. Hooray, we're going to be the new Browns. Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. Have the Cleveland Browns not uh, been to and won more playoff games in the past five years than the New England Patriots? Yes, I believe so. And they did, also have a pretty damn good roster. And do the Cleveland Browns not have a, a roster that most teams in the NFL would gladly trade for part of, if not the majority of? Um, that seems accurate. Multiple All-Pros, Pro Bowlers, etc. Uh, do the Cleveland Browns also not have a quarterback that, I have to be honest, they mistreated and allowed to walk out the door and who has since gone on elsewhere to the other football conference and also won a playoff game, that in the form of uh, one Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Okay, so... They also have another quarterback right now who we don't want to talk about. No, he's... And you know what? The move that was made by the front, 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 very front top of the office, if not ownership, is one that will be judged and hated on uh, forever and ever and ever. Um, Why they ever decided to get rid of Mayfield, go with Deshaun Watson, spend a quarter of a million dollars guaranteed on that... Quarter of a billion. Quarter of a billion, excuse me. (laughs) Quarter of a quarter million, of a million would, be, would be. No, nothing. quarter of a million is what he makes for every quarter of football that he plays, <laughs> which isn't nearly enough. Why? What they did with Baker Mayfield? All right, all right. 
Well, I, I'll never quite understand. But the Browns don't have a, that bad a roster. Actually, it's no. a very good roster. Very Elliot, good roster. Elliot Wolf hasn't been there for a while. I understand. So God forbid now someone else come in and start doing a good job just taking, as people joked with me in the parking lot back in November, just go Yahoo auto-draft. Don't overthink this. Hey, you need you could use another cornerback. Here's the best available. Hey, it's hey we need a defensive. Here's the best player that's available on the board. Don't reach for the quarterback. Find the guy that's going to fit your system, who does everything that you want, and that's going to work within Alex Van Pelt's system that he can groom over time. Like the rush to judgment, and, and this just goes part and parcel with how everyone talks about football. Later in the show, Andy, I know we'll probably do a good chunk on the whole. Mahomes is Brady, and the Chiefs are the new Patriots, which also drives me. Every shade of bananas as well, but you people not have no, 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 no. They're great. Trust me. I don't. You've heard me tell you on the pod and FM radio and beyond. I don't hate on Mahomes. I've been a fan ever since I watched the the quarterback series on Netflix this past summer. The work he puts in, the talent he has, his accomplishments at this age—they're spectacular. Plus, his I, dad bought ability. Uh-huh. Are you kidding? I mean, if you can have a belly and you know get the things done that he gets done on the football field. God bless you. If you can, ha- if, if you can look like if like me, if I shaved my chest and my belly, and you can do what he does, wow! I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. So no, I don't hate on them at all. I'm just looking forward to someone else coming in, and maybe just maybe over the course of a couple of years, putting together a more complete roster, and maybe just maybe drafting some people that they'll actually want to resign. Andy, one of the interesting things that will come to pass with this front office now now that they're now that it's assembled now that we know who's who's you know burning that cash and who's going to be calling the shots now they get a chance to look at the Bill Belichick roster on the whole decide who they'll want to get who they want to hold on to what they're willing to pay or offer at least maybe we'll actually sign someone drafted in the first 3 rounds uh for the first time since 2013 because I know that was one of the one of the uh, most inglorious parts of the Bill Belichick run is that they haven't re-signed someone drafted over the first three rounds in a decade's time. But the, some of that is going to be misleading. Like, a couple guys he drafted are very resignable, and if you don't re-sign them, it's because they price themselves out in Kyle Duggar and Christian Barmore. And those are Belichick well, least, draft picks. Yeah, at least, we have, at least we have one more year left with Christian Barmore, whereas Kyle Duggar is a free agent right now. Uh He's unrestricted. Uche is. Jennings, uh, the one everyone wants to jump all over first. Michael Wenu. I think that that I know that's Cal. No, but I'm just saying priority. the statistic, uh-huh. like Belichick draft picks of late, and they are Belichick draft picks. I'm sorry. He had full control, so he gets credit, blame, whatever, have been more, more um, resignable, if that's mm-hmm. even a word that we want to use as professionals on a Saturday. Um, like, Though Duggar was a good draft pick. If you don't sign him, it's because he's probably too expensive. It's not because he can't play for you. And the same thing for Christian Barmore in the next year uh, from now. And those are early draft picks, top draft picks that you nailed. So he gets some credit for that. The thing I'm most interested in is some of these reports of how uh, Highsmith and uh, Elliot Wolf mm-hmm. could reconfigure the grading system and the idea that they're going to trend more towards a Packers system that highlights athleticism more than it does, you know, perfect football fits. And mm-hmm. I think this is going to be interesting because, you know, Bill Belichick had a lot of success for a really long time. In fact, sure Ozzie Newsom took his system to Baltimore. Ozzie Newsom had a lot of success for a long time. I think Baltimore still uses 
um, a f- uh, sort of a, a grandchild of the Belichick system for their scouting. Oh, but really? I'm interested. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm Eric interested. D- Eric to- DaCosta is that him? Yes. Um, yes. Thank you. So he worked under Ozzy, and Ozzy got it from Bill. So I think there are still. Um, some roots in the Belichick Cleveland system there, but I'm interested to see how this because, like, you're right. I, you know, the auto draft take the obvious one. Um, you know, Matt Groh in recent years has talked about if you want fast players, you know, you draft fast players, and that didn't really work for him. He took Tyquan Thornton and Pierre Strong; they were the fastest you could find, and they haven't panned out. One's already gone; one will be gone soon. Um, so sometimes the obvious pick isn't the obvious pick. Uh, so I'm, that's what I'm really interested in. If there is a um, alteration in focus, in grading, in style, philosophy of the kinds of players they bring in, and the Packers have done a good job over the years drafting because that's what they believed you had to do. The Packers didn't sign free agents. It was part of their philosophy to not sign free agents. It'd be interesting to see how much um, that has legs in New England because everybody's getting all ramped up to spend $85 million in free agency, and you got a guy who who his roots is in a place where they didn't really sign free agents. Going to burn some cash, baby. No, maybe they're literally just going to burn it because they don't want to spend Because they don't want to spend it. <laughs> and cash. They also, ready to burn some cash. The Packers, also ready to burn some cash. The Packers were a team that did re-sign a lot of their own players, so that might point to just sign on Wenu and Duggar. You're going to burn through money. But you're just keeping your own guys, and you believe that's a foundational way to continue something that that's on the table too. Well, that's exactly games. what a nine seven eight texter says here. The Patriots are integrating the Packers scouting system with Highsmith and replacing Bills. Yep. There yeah. You go. So th- that's going to be interesting to watch, and you're going to have to kind of piece it together observationally, right? They're not going to flat out come out and tell us here's our new scouting manual and what we prioritize, and yet like we're going to have to piece together how this draft goes, how this free agency goes, how the next couple of years go, and and what that leads to. But we we all can agree they need um they need to hit on a lot of moves in a short period of time if they're going to turn this around the way uh, Fitzy and company want. To just believe, to start buying back in and believe that the turnaround is real and it's not just an optics and PR show which a lot of people think the crafts are more interested in putting forth. I happen to disagree, but that's what the Foxborough fanboy, fanboy in me always says. We'll get to Andrew Callahan in just a minute. We'll sneak in a quick call as we're up against the break here. Uh, Rob is in Minnesota. Rob in Minnesota. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you guys? All right, good, man. What's happening? My two favorite guys on the station. Um, hey, Thank I you. wanted to – I actually – I think there's, there's going to be a, a pretty significant um, – improvement in the personnel drafting like right away just just on basic like 15 guys in a bar rule right like it was always just bill to the de facto veto and all that stuff i mean i don't i'm not i'm a huge boston sports fan obviously professional i don't really watch a ton of college football Mm -hmm. but i mean four years ago i could have drafted with my eyes closed debo or aj brown or dk metcalf instead of Nikhil harry i mean it's just basic like 15 guys in a bar kind of a thing and if if it's if it's a collective and you have all these guys from, you know, actually pooling their information and doing their due diligence, I think you'll see a, an improvement. Now with the quarterback um, position, I think it's risky. I know Andy. You think you know? I think Andy said he wants he would definitely draft Harrison. I think um, that's going to be a risky pick, but at the same time, I think we probably have to address it. Um, I just I just I, I I keep going back to the. Do you guys remember uh, when? Um, uh, Sneed and um, uh, McVeigh were a little lubed up, and they were kind of making fun of the uh, oh. draft pick of um, yep. what, what, what's his name? 
Um, Cole Strange Cole in the Strange. first round. Cole Strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all they're all laughing and they're a little. You could tell they had a couple cocktails. And you're just looking at them. And at the time, I was thinking to myself, well, that doesn't really make them all look all that great. But then they came back and they said, well, we had a third-round grade on this guy. And then I'm saying to myself, well, that, they, ha- they haven't had a first-round draft pick in like, I don't know, four or five years or whatever it is. And they go out, what do they do? They draft Puka Nakua. That's probably a little bit of luck there. But I mean, they have drafted some good players. And a lot of other teams have drafted and, and developed some other good players as well. I think now that there will not be that single source of – of single point of failure, I guess, if you will, um, I think you're going to see a noticeable improvement in, in the uh, in the drafting going forward. Rock solid, Rob. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, I would extrapolate further on what he said there or and break that down a tad, but uh, we are up against it. But I, I do happen to agree with a lot of what he said. And, uh, yeah, that one still stings. Sneed and McVeigh laughing uh, after a couple adult beverages on the Cole Strange thing. Because you know what? If we'd gotten him in the third round, Patriots got two guards last year in the middle rounds. That's great. And, oh, my God, he's playing like a first-round guard, even though they got him in third. Terrific. When they took him in the first and eschewed, you know, players like Trent McDuffie for him instead, yeah, let's just maybe, Andy, if this new hive mind of Patriots, executives and assistants and personnel people just doesn't overthink things or do things differently because that sort of feels like the way they're supposed to do it, that's what I'm alluding to with Belichick and the way things went the last decade. That's a step in the right direction, and I think we can leave it at that. 617-779-7937. When we come back, Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald joins Fitzy and Hart here on WEI.